If you have your Bibles open this morning, as I've said, any time that I'm here preaching or doing whatever, or they're singing, don't mind a bit to come up and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord. If you'll stand with me this morning, and I want to read just a verse or two and then just share with you what God has given me over uh, chapter 11, I believe I told Lee, chapter 11. Verse 1, I want to read, maybe just skip through here and read a couple verses, and then I want to go back over into chapter 10. And, and, but the main thing I want us to see this morning and this scripture that God has given me, given me this morning is faith, faith. And I see today that a lot of people have lost their faith. They've lost their faith in this nation and they've lost their faith in their church, they've lost their faith in God, they've lost their faith in everything, and they're walking around this morning lonely and hurting and don't know what to do. But notice in verse 11, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is what? But without faith, it is impossible to please him or God. For he that cometh to God must do what? Believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So this morning, you can be seated if you'd like or stand. It don't matter to me. You can come up here in a pulpit and help me if you want to. But I want to talk about faith. The Bible says faith is the substance. How much do you believe this morning that faith depends upon our lives this morning? Amen. How many believe this morning that you've got to have faith to get to heaven? The Bible said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so many times I hear people that profess to be Christians, and they will say, I just don't have any faith. Well, if that is the case, uh, then you evidently are not saved. Evidently, you don't believe in God. You don't believe in the Word of God. Because the Bible says that he has given all of us a little bit of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the everything thing not seen. Now, when you think about that, and he said, I have given everybody a little faith. He said, everybody, that means everybody. Without faith, you couldn't do anything. Amen? Those being saved. But he also says the faith, <laughs> a little faith, the faith, Tracy, as a grain of mustard seed, what did he say if you'd use it, he could do with it? He said we could move mountains with just a little faith. Can you imagine what we could do if we had a whole lot of faith? How many believe that God will give us all the faith that we want? Amen. He want, he's no respecter of person. Some people say, boy, they've really got the faith in God. I wish I had that much faith. Well, why don't you have as much faith as somebody else does? Because God is no respecter of person. Now, faith, so we want to talk about what faith is, a substance 
of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. A lot of people got to see something to believe it. But there's an old saying, don't believe anything you hear. And just half of what you see. Faith is the substance. What does the word substance mean? It means assurance. So let's look at the Now faith is the assurance. He's assuring us. Each one, is anybody with me yet? He's, a, he's assuring us faith is something and it is the substance or the assurance, the assurance of things hoped for. So what are we hoping for this morning? How many of us is hoping this morning, Brother Johnny, to make our home, our eternal home in heaven? How many of us believe that we, we have the hope that we're going to see our loved ones that's died and gone on before? That's good preaching this morning. Thank you, Jesus, because it's not coming from me, it's coming from the Lord. So hope, without hope, uh, we are lost in this world this morning. There's a lot of people in this world that's lost hope, Tracy, uh, lost hope in everything, lost hope in their government, lost hope in their job. Lost hope perhaps where they used to go to church at. They've lost hope in that. They've lost hope in everything. Uh, and it is, you know, it's impossible to please God. And the only way we can have faith this morning uh, is if we put our faith in God. Uh, how many got their faith in the Lord this morning? Uh, how many got their faith in their job this morning? Uh, how many got their faith in their pastor this morning? Uh, how many got their faith this morning? Uh, and their family and their church this morning. Uh, it's good to have faith uh, in family. It's good to have faith in church. It's good to have faith in the pastor and your teacher and leader. It's good to have faith in one another. Uh, but just having faith in them won't get you to heaven, hey man. Uh, but having faith in God and walking with God and believing in God, uh, then one day we can make heaven our home, hey man. Uh, we walk around like we've lost all of our faith in the Lord. Uh, I think people lost faith in God because uh, that's why you don't see them in church but every once in a while. Uh, I'm going to tell you, if you put your faith in God uh, and you start praying to God and asking God uh, and believing in God, uh, you're going to see faith at work this morning. Uh, faith is the substance assurance of things hoped for. Uh, it's the evidence of things not seen uh, this morning. Uh, through prayer and through faith, uh, I've seen a lot of things, uh, Brother Dean Halpin, and some of you have too. Uh, but sometimes uh, we're slack on getting up uh, and saying, let me tell you uh, what faith done for me. Uh, let me tell you what faith, uh, what Jesus done because uh, I believed when everybody else was disbelieving uh, and the devil was telling me, uh, no, it can't happen. No, it won't work. Uh, well, I have seen it through prayer uh, and faith. I have seen a lot of things happen. Hey, man. And you have too. You have too. But if you stood up and give God the praise and the glory for it. Faith is a subject of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Now, listen to me. I don't want you to miss 
this message this morning. Now, now th- faith is a subject of things hoped for, it's evidence of things not seen. How many seen Jesus Christ? Well, how many believe Jesus Christ is? You have not seen him. How many believe because you just haven't seen him? How many believe that he died for your sins? How many believe that not seeing him, but how many believe our blessings come from him? Why, Trace, do we, be, why, why do we see these? Why do we believe these things? We believe them and we're assured of these things because we've got our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I have never seen Him. I've had visions. Has anybody ever had visions? I've tried to imagine what heaven's going to be like. I've never seen it, but Brother Rick, I know it's there. I know it's there. My mom and daddy and brother and sister, and I've got nieces and nephews and in-laws and outlaws that's died. That were saved. I've never been to heaven, but my Bible tells me one of these days uh, I can be there, hey man. Through faith, I am assured, uh, hey man, if I keep my faith in God and walk with God and listen to God, he said in 14 and 15 of the book of John, he said, if you love me, then you will keep my commandments. Uh, A lot of people say, well, I love God, but they break his commandments every day. What he says every day, his commandments don't mean a thing to him. You know why? Because they're not saved. If we're truly saved uh, and born again and filled with his spirit, which he promised us uh, that he would give us on the day of Pentecost, uh, if we believe that, Brother Billy, uh, then we're going to put all of our faith in God, amen, and we're going to believe for the unbelief. Uh, We're going to believe for see these things uh, that we've never seen before because we are assured uh, through our, our faith and through uh, our hope uh, one of these days uh, hey man uh, I'm going to see my mama uh, I'm going to see my daddy uh, I'm going to see my brother uh, I'm going to see my sister uh, I'm going to see Janetta my nephews uh, I'm going to see my nieces I'm going to see my grandpas and my grandmas uh, how do you know preacher uh, because I've got faith uh, that heaven is real this morning. How many believes in heaven? Uh, amen is real. Give the Lord a hand of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of God. Faith is our life this morning. Faith is our life. If you don't have faith in God, you'll spend your eternity in hell. You say, preacher, you haven't said that. That's a bad word. I'm using hell in the right tense here. And you better listen to what hell's going to be like. Just as sure as I believe there's a heaven, I believe there's a hell. How many believe that? And just as sure as there's going to be people in hell, there's going to be people in heaven. Faith is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, 
Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I think of Santa back that last Sunday morning, man, when you came up here. I don't know whether you can remember or not as poor as you was, but you came up here. Well, I went back there, and I didn't have to drag her out. I, I, I don't do that. But I seen she was hurt, and I seen she knew that needed help. Nobody up here seemed to know her. I said, I don't know her either, but I'm fixing to find out who she is because she needs something. And I just rolled back there and I looked at her and I said, you need to go pray. And she said, yes. Tuck her with a hand and let her up to the altar. And we got up here and I said, what do you need? She said, I want to be saved. I said, do you know how to be saved? Will you help me? I said, well, do you, now this is the words I asked her. And I asked any, any that come to this altar or anywhere else that I pray for, do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins? You remember, Hannah, I asked you, I said, do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins? She said, yes, said, I know he did. And I knew it was real. And I said, well, then you've just got to repent of your sins and ask him to come in and be Lord of your life. And if you're sincere of your heart, then you're going to come in. She prayed, she wept, she prayed. I never seen anybody any more humbler. And she did. But listen to what he said. But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must, must believe. You can't be saved this morning if you don't believe. Amen. And just believe saying, I believe. I believe there's a God. Well, good. But you know the demons, the devils in hell believe that there is a Jesus Christ. Amen. They believe that. And the Bible said at the name of Jesus, uh, uh, says that the, the devils, they tremble and they shake just at the name of Jesus. We can sing these songs and sit back like we're dried up and died. Amen. At the name of Jesus. Jesus don't mean as much. I'm going to say this. Sometimes I think he don't mean as much to us as he did when we got saved. I think we just depend on him and think just because we got saved, we're all right. But is that true this morning? You'll find out here in a minute. And I'm going to go on down in verse... Well, let me... uh, let me just go on here a little bit. In verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things, not seen as yet, moved. He moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by what? Which is by faith. By faith, uh, he had never seen it rain either, just like all the people had never seen it rain back in Noah's day. But God said, Noah, he said, build an ark. 
a big boat, so to speak, and tell the people that it's going to start raining for 40 days, was it, and 40 nights, and you tell them that there's going to be a flood and they better help you build this boat. Well, by faith, Noah had never seen it rain, but he believed God. He believed God. And he went to work, and the Bible, I think, would teach us that he worked the day uh, on that boat, and he preached in the night, and people came just like they come to church, and sat back and say, oh, it ain't never happened before, uh, it ain't going to happen this time. Uh, it's never rained before. Uh, so what's the matter with that crazy Noah? Uh, he's just working for something that's not going to do him any good. Uh, but you see, they didn't believe, uh, but Noah believed. Uh, if you ever believed in something or in somebody uh, and everybody else didn't believe in it, uh, but you knew what God said was going to be uh, and you stuck with God, you stuck with your belief uh, and by Faith, you've seen it happen. Hey, man. Amen. Noah built that ark. I've often wondered what happened when it began to rain and the big old boat began to float. The water began to rise and they rode up over the trees and up over the mountain. There was not a dry place, nowhere to be found. But after he got the boat built, what did he tell Jonah? What did he tell him to do? He said, "Go inside." The Bible said he'd build a window or a door in the top, and he told Noah, "said Go inside of that boat." I believe they were still laughing at Noah when he went in, and the Bible said when they went in, the Bible said God shut the door. Why did God shut the door? When God shuts the door, the Bible says no man is going to be able to open it. He's going to shut the door on America one of these days. Amen. And when He shuts the door on America, it's going to be too late to cry out, Lord, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, I, give me another chance, give me another chance. But the Bible says God is going to say, depart from me, uh, you had plenty of changes, you denied me, now I'm denying you. Amen. And He's going to shut the door on you, friend. The Bible said it's a terrible thing to fall in the hand of a just God if you're lost. Do we believe this morning? Do we have faith this morning? And he went on down there and said, Through faith Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful, faithful, who had promised. I've heard people say, well, Sarah, she didn't believe God because she laughed at God, made fun of God. Why? Because I believe Sarah was, what, 90 years old. <laughs> you women this morning, 
It's over the age, so to speak, to bear a child. Would you believe if God came by and said, you're going to have a child? Would you believe that, honey? Huh? Be hard. What about you, Sheila? You will believe without any doubt. Do you think it's ever happened to a woman your age before? Well, she must not be 90 then. She must can still buy her children. Watch out, Dean. <laughs> but she was 90 years old. People say she laughed at God and made fun of God because she was, had never buried a son before. And now here comes somebody by and said, Sir, you're going to bear a son. He was told her who he was going to be and what he was going to be. Went up the king of Israel. She didn't make fun of God because she told him that, because God told her that. She laughed because she was, what did you say? Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him, the Lord, faithful who had promised that. Amen. Amen. And you know what? She believed God and she conceived and she bare a child and he came out to be king of Israel. Amen. Because she believed. She had faith to believe. Verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the world. And it went on down through there, talking about them that had faith and them that didn't. And back over in chapter 10, uh, and verse 16, I want to look that way. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And the, their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, uh, there is no more offering uh, for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest uh, by the blood of Jesus, by a new, uh, amen, by a new and living way uh, which he had consecrated for us uh, through the veil, that is to say his flesh, uh, and having a high priest uh, over the house of God, uh, let us draw near with a true heart. Hallelujah this morning. You see what he's saying? He's talking about the new covenant. We no longer are under that old covenant. We're under the new covenant. We no longer have to bring a bull or a calf or a goat or a sheep or anything into me as a priest. You know, I'm not a priest. But back in those days, they had to do that. 
That didn't forgive their sins. Oh, they would sprinkle the altar and they'd sprinkle them with the blood they bought. And a priest would go behind the curtain and he'd pray for them. That didn't save their sins. The blood of bulls and goats, he said later in Hebrew, he said, they did not save you from your sins. He just rolled them back for a year. But what did he say here? He said, and now having a high priest over the house of God, whose house is this? This is the house of God. Who is over this house? God is over this house. So he is our high priest. There ain't but one high priest today, uh, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. They may say they are. They can say whatever they want to. Uh, they can call them popes or whatever, but I'm going to tell you something. That pope can pray all he wants to for you, for your sins. He may, pray, he may say, uh, I can pray you out of purgatory, live any way you want to. Uh, if you go to purgatory or hell, I'll pray you out of it. I, that ain't going to happen, friend. It ain't going to happen. I'm not saying Catholics can't go to heaven. I believe they're good Catholics as well as I could believe they're good brethren in Christ and Baptists and Pentecostal and all of that. If they believe that Jesus died for them and repented of their sin then, and they put their faith in God, then yes, I believe they're saved. Amen. I could save nobody. I couldn't even save myself when I was lost and without God. James, it took God to save me. Tell God to save me. And if you get saved, it's going to take Jesus to save you. Mom and Daddy ain't going to save you. Grandma and Grandpa ain't going to save you. That's you and Jesus. Mark and his daughter, you sang the song, Me and Jesus Got a Good Thing Going. I'm glad me and Jesus, Mark, got a good thing going. I'm glad I don't have to be in church to, to worship the Lord. I'm glad I don't have to be in church Hey man, to read my Bible and open it up just one time on Sunday morning and see what the preacher says and then doubt what he says because they ain't studied the Word of God and they don't know where he's telling them the truth or not. A lot of them will take a preacher's word for it instead of God's word. So he said, Now, let us draw near with a true heart and full, full assurance. Full, are we fully assured this morning of our faith this morning? having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure blood. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful. That's what? Who is faithful that promised? Who? God is faithful that promised. What else do we need this morning? What else do we need? The promises of God in here. Promised He would bless us coming in and going out. How many is truly blessed this morning? How many realize they're blessed? How many thanks God every day that they're blessed? How many thanks God for uh, this building? People say, where in the world did y'all get the money to buy that? Knowing we're poor people. You know? I said, we didn't build it. God did. God built it. I give God to pray for Tracy that I was the one to be the pastor here in this beautiful building. It's just a building. It's just a building. 
But I thank God this morning for the church here this morning. A beautiful building and a beautiful congregation. Beautiful congregation. And these young people, I see them growing. April, I see them. I see these young people growing more than I see some of you older people. I think some of you older people just done got self-satisfied, you know, just sat down and say, well, I've spent my time there. I'm going to let these younger ones do it. Well, you think that ain't what I thought, Janet, a few times? Well, I just need to step down and let some younger preacher come in here and preach. But as long as he puts breath in me and my health, he ain't told me to sit down. And he ain't told none of you to sit down either. Amen. He has told me to be an example for the younger ones. Let me, I'm going to finish here. Y'all come get us on. We've got some other things to do. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. What does that word wavering mean? Without doubting. A double-minded person over the book of James Bible says a double-minded person. If we are wavering in our faith, we're double-minded. And a double-minded person is unsure in anything. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. And let us, listen to this, and let us consider one another to provoke or to lift up and to love and to good work. Now here's a scripture, and I think of this a whole lot. Because I've heard so many people since that COVID say, well, I can stay home and watch it on Facebook. I can, if I'm busy or going somewhere, I can watch it some other time. I've had people say, well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. No, maybe not. I don't have to take a bath every day either. But could you imagine if I never took a bath like some people don't go to church, what, how I'd smell? <laughs> you just be quiet, young man. <laughs> I could just walk by here if I hadn't took a took a bath for two or three months, month. I could just see y'all holding your nose as I pass. <laughs> Reckon his wells went dry. God, I'd like to invite him to come up my house and get a shower. No, I don't want him getting in my shower the way he stinks. You girls think that's funny? Listen to this. I think I think there I think there are reasons for not coming to church. People in the nursing home. Thank God for the one who does go down there and preach every once in a while. People laying at home sick or not able to go. I can understand that, but I'll promise you one thing. God will bless them. God will bless them. But do I think if you're able and healthy, do I believe that you need to be in church? I do. Why do I believe that? Because God said it in this next verse. Now I want you to listen to it and think about it. Verse 25, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. 
And you, let me read verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaken, not forsaken, the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the last days approaching. If there's ever time, friends, and I'm talking to you on Facebook too, if you're able to be in the house of God, you need to be there. You need to be assembling together with God's people. You